Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm Bob Gustafson, a certified financial planner and the owner of the Triton Financial Group. Each episode is an excerpt from my radio show, The Financial Focus, where we answer questions from our listeners. Our goal is to help you increase your financial knowledge through these conversations of 10 minutes or less. What is the best way to start saving for college? Yeah, that's a good question, I'll t- and I'll tell you something. It's, it's very important to save for college. You know, college continues to get more expensive, um, although it hasn't gone up as much as it has in the past. You, you know, you're still seeing some fair levels of increases over the years. But the, the main thing to do is when you w- – college is so expensive. You gotta, you go, I, I always think back to the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Don't look at the huge amount you've got to put away. Just think about it in baby steps, getting a little bit in over a long period of time. So when when it comes to college savings, one of the best things you can do is to start early and try to keep putting more and more money away over time so you can conquer that beast. Because I'll tell you what's happening. A lot of people are jeopardizing their own retirements and financial future trying to get their kids through college. And you really got to be careful of not doing that. You know, yes, we all want to help our children get as far as they can in life, but by the same token, you don't want to put yourself behind the eight ball at reti- in your retirement years because now you're going to be have to, having to rely on them for financial assistance, and nobody nobody wants to do that, but that's a trend we've been seeing in recent years. So the key to it, is starting early and putting as much away as you can over time, but uh, being very careful as not to put your own, risk your own retirement trying to do that. Because the kids got their whole lives ahead of them, John. They can eventually dig out from underneath us. Yes, it might take a lot of time, but they're making, generally speaking, this is still the case, and maybe this won't be forever, but a college degree still lets you more money over the long run. So in the short run, might be a tougher time for them, but in the long run, they should bear, they should you know, do well. Now, the question is, you know, what else can you do? What, where, where should you be putting the money, you know, that, that you're saving? You know, and, and, and in my opinion, there's only two options you really have if you want to get some, you know, some tax-deferred benefits or what have you in college savings. And, and one is the, uh, uh, the Coverdell um, Educational Retirement, uh, Educational Savings Account, and the other is a 529 plan. And, you know, and the 529 is probably the best option for most people today um, for a whole host of reasons. So with a 529 plan, there's no income restriction, John. If you make a million dollars a year, you can still put money inside of 529 plans. Um, and you can put a lot of money in compared to the, the alternative where the amount's only a couple, of grand, a couple thousand a year. So the 529 is a really good way for most people to put money away um, and uh, put significant amounts of money away to put their kids through school. And does, does all the money grow tax-deferred, meaning even on the gains, you, you never pay taxes on it as long as it's used for educational purposes? Yes, absolutely. So as long as the money that you withdraw from a 529 plan is used to cover qualified educational expenses, the gains on your money are tax-free. So it's hard to argue. So the government's kind of footing the bill a little bit, if you think about it, 
when you use these, you know, these uh, tax-deferred tax deferred accounts, mm-hmm. like the 529 plan. That's why they're so popular. And they became more liberal over the past couple of years, which really made a big difference. So by liberal, I mean they're allowing the use for other, um, other expenses that they didn't allow for in the past. So in the past, you weren't allowed to use any money from a 529 to cover K-12 through expenses. Now you can actually use a 529 plan to pay for up to 10000 a year um, in K-12 through expenses. So people who put in their kids through private high schools, it's a great use for, it can be a great use for the money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, 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 so it's made it more liberal where they haven't done that in the past. Uh, so that's a good thing. And they've also um, are now allowing um, a certain amount of money that's left over in 529 plans to be rolled into Roth IRAs. Um, that those are some of the things that are, you know, that, that came, uh, came, I think it was, was it last year or this year? Yeah. I think it was last tax year or the one before, but, uh, they're now allowing that, John. So one of the downsides to the 529, and I've never really looked at it as a downside, by the way, was if you took money out that was left over, you had to pay penalties and taxes on it. Well, yeah, you get tax deferred growth. You pay some penalties and taxes, not a big deal. But if you're a, if you're a well-to-do individual, you can actually just leave the money in the 529 plan. Let it grow for your grandchildren. Just leave it in there. Don't even take it out. Right, um, and so, then just reassign the beneficiary of that to the grandchild. Exactly. So you get you might not even have them yet. They just reassign the beneficiary in the future, uh, and. You know, you might be able to take care of your grandchildren at the same time. So there's some really good uses for the, you know, for the 529, which is, which is why it's my favorite um, investment or, or program to use. Are there downsides to it? I think the only downside, I think, to a 529 plan are the limited investment choices you have within them. It's not nearly as robust as a, you know, a normal investment account, but... When you look at all the other benefits that come with it, it's 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 a no brainer. Yeah. You look at the pro and con column, John, and the pros ex- well exceed the uh, the cons. Yeah, it seems like a no brainer, yeah. right? Yeah, we use those almost exclusively for most of our clients. You know, if now if you have if your income is under I think like two hundred k a year, you can use uh, they call them the Cover- Coverdell educational savings accounts. You're limited to how much you can put in there, but the bene- and, and you're limited by income, of course. But the, the only benefit I can see of using those when you're in, that, when, in the spot you can use them is they're not, you're not limited in terms of the investment selections as you are inside of the, uh, inside of the 529. But that's the only thing. Um, you, you know, a few years back, you... you before they changed the rules on the 529, you know, the Coverdell used to be able to use some of that money for K through 12 expenses. But when they liberalized the, the rules on the, uh, on the 529 plans to include, you know, uh, up to 10,000 a year for, uh, you know, for, for K through 12 expenses, it almost rendered the Coverdell, I would say almost useless. Right. And, 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 and you know, but there are some people that can still benefit from that. You know, and and maybe at least put the minimal amounts in there. But same thing applies. It's all tax deferred. You don't pay anything on the gains with Coverdell. 
Exactly. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know why that is really in existence anymore. But, you know, maybe they'll liberalize the rules on that, make it make it more like a Roth IRA or something. I don't know. But the as far as you know, under current rules and what we're looking at, the 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 five twenty nine plans are, are really tough to beat. And you can stuff a whole ton of money in those too. They're 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 very helpful. But right. you know, there's a large swath of this country um, that is really having a pro- well if you think about the 529 you got to have money to be able to put be being putting large chunks of change inside a 529 plan right but there's a lot of our fellow Americans that can't do that and those are the people that I was referring to earlier in our conversation John that put themselves at risk putting their kids through college you know because it's become such an expensive endeavor right. to do that oh, you got to be careful it, well, you do really your best, Bob, me. like you said, if, if uh, you know, 50, 100 bucks a week, whatever you could afford uh, is a good start. And if they have to get loans for the rest of it, at least, you, you know, you're helping, but you're not putting your own retirement or well-being at risk trying to pay for everything. Exactly. I think people really need to start taking a closer look at what they need to be doing for college and making sure that they're picking majors that make money. Because so many kids are going to college and they're getting out and they don't have a way to make enough money to pay some of these loans back. They're, you know, they're going to noble professions and things like that, like social work or what have you. But why rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to get a low-paying job that you might be you know, paying off forever in a day? I think you've got to get back to, to some some type of financial savvy, which seems to have been lost on so many in this country. You just start taking a real close look at the majors that your children are getting into. If, if and only if you don't have the money to put them through and they're going to come out with a mountain of debt. If you're wealthy, who cares? You've got, you can send your kids to Harvard, uh, full freight, whatever, or where, pick, you, you, you choose the top school. And if they can get in and you can pay for it and they get out and they choose to go into social work, so what? They, they, it's, money's not an issue for your family. But that's not true for the vast majority of our fellow Americans, John. Oh, absolutely. And, and the thing that scares me about my fellow Americans is a lot of kids are going into college and they're coming out. And they don't have a hope of getting into a, a, a really good, high-paying job because they went into the wrong majors to begin with. And nobody really counseled them on some of that. I'm seeing a lot of that. Right. I'm seeing an Another way you could kind of skirt the, the, the expenses a little bit is you can go to a junior college or a, a, a cheaper local college for the first couple of years. Right. You can get savvy. You can get savvy by doing things like that. And that's, you're, you're so right about that. And uh, I'm watching, I, I've got a, an intern this summer that's doing a little bit of that. He's taking a class over, over summer. I think it's Quinsig or Worcester State. Mm-hmm. I forget which one. But he's like, Bob, it's so much cheaper for me to just grab a quick class and, and do it this way rather than paying the, uh, you know, the higher tuition rate, the, the higher rates that the college is going to now. So there's some savvy ways that you can get your kids a bachelor's degree and not go broke doing it. But, you know, so many people... Uh, are going down this path that it, it, it scares me. Thank you for joining us today on our Financial Fridays podcast. I hope you found the information useful, and if so, feel free to share this podcast with people who may benefit from the topics discussed. Subscribe by visiting our website at financialfridays.com.